So given we're celebrating St. Leo the Great, I thought today we could reflect a little bit on greatness. I'm going to do that by saying something about obedience and gratitude and the link between the two, obedience and gratitude. If I asked you if you wanted to be great, I suspect that most of you would say, oh, no, (laughs) not me. (laughs) No, I just want to be humble and just do my thing. You know, I I don't have any aspirations to greatness. But I think if we're really honest, we would locate someone somewhere within us a desire for greatness. I think it's fair to say, I think it's true that most of us, we want to be great human beings. We want to love in great ways. We want to be great parents and great grandparents. (laughs) And um, we want to be great employees and we want to achieve great things in life. And we want to be a great friend to others, don't we? There's seeds of a desire for greatness within us. And sometimes, yes, that can be an ego thing. That can be, you know, our desire for greatness can be a way of trying to compensate for our own insecurities. But our desire for greatness is also a gift from God. You see, that desire to to be great is really pointing to our longing for God who is great. We're created to be in union with God, right? And God is great. And, and therefore, we, that's what we, that, that longing in us is really just a longing for God. It's a longing for heaven. It's a good thing. It's a gift. I think the reason why we shy away from admitting our desire for greatness is that we get confused about what it really means to be great. The first reading today, the the writer of the book of Wisdom, he's contrasting two very different types of greatness. He's he's, he's writing to the kings, uh, to to the the leaders who had all these people under them, and especially to kings who seem to be boasting of their positions. And so the first sort of... uh, type of greatness which the author refers to is the greatness that comes through our position or or a certain title that we carry, just like the kings. It's the the greatness that that comes from uh, from power and authority and fame and fortune. And and unfortunately, this seems to be the common idea of of greatness that we carry in these days. And no wonder we say, I don't want to be great. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be home. I don't want to be... That's not for me, because that's a common kind of understanding of greatness, right? The author of Wisdom Today, he says to those kings, you've got to be very careful with this power. You need to remember that it's given to you from God and that you will be judged according to how you use that power and that influence. Then the author goes on to encourage these kings to live a different kind of greatness, to, to, uh, to use their power in, in, in a very different kind of way. He says, he finishes uh, this, 
this uh, part of the chapter today, he says, Yes, kings, my words are for you, that you may learn what wisdom is and not transgress. For they who observe holy things holily will be adjudged holy, and accepting instruction from them will find the defence in them. Look forward, therefore, to my words, yearn for them, and they will instruct you. So what's he saying here? What he's basically saying is that true greatness doesn't come from exercising your power and your authority and your great influence, but it comes from obedience. That's where greatness comes from. Greatness is not something that we can make happen. It's got nothing to do with our titles or possessions. True greatness is something that God does in us as we stay close to his word. And that's what the author is saying today. Stay close to the word of God. That's what will make you great. Greatness happens as we learn to welcome the presence of God. Greatness is not about forging our way in our own strength, but it's about understanding how God is calling us to use our gifting and to use our opportunities in the service of others. Greatness is about realising our own unique potential. It's about being everything that God has created us to be. We're all called to be great in different ways. But it all comes from hearing the word of God and being obedient, saying yes to God. God does the greatness in us. It's God who is great. And and as we say yes to God, we welcome the presence of the one who is great. And the one who is great does great in us and through us. Pope Leo wasn't called great because he had a great position as Pope, because he had all this authority and all this power. He did. He did have authority and power. That's not why he was great. There were plenty of popes that weren't called great. (laughs) He was great because he obeyed what God was asking him to do. In very challenging circumstances, he cared for his people. He defended the church. He fought for unity. That's why he was called great because he listened to the word of the Lord and he, and, he, and he was obedient. So greatness comes through our obedience to God. This brings us to gratitude and the gospel today. These ten lepers, they, they approached Jesus. And leprosy was an awful condition, right? It was not just physically um, terrible, you know. They, you lost sensation in your limbs and sometimes they become infected. They had to be... Uh, amputated. It was horrible. But it was also horrible because it, it meant that you were socially isolated. You know, you're in lockdown forever. It was shocking. Uh, and so these 10 lepers come to Jesus and, and they, they, they cry out for healing. They recognize there's something in him. Uh, and, and Jesus gives them instruction. They go away, they're healed, and then only one comes back to say thanks. Now, given that was such an awful condition, who would do that? Who would, you know, after asking to be healed, they go away, they're healed, they're, they're clear to this condition. Who would then forget to go back and say thanks? It's crazy, isn't it? As if you wouldn't at least go back and say thank you. Maybe you wouldn't go and worship like the one did. You fell down the feet of Jesus and said thank you. Maybe you wouldn't go to that extent, but at least you think you would, you'd go back and say, oh, thank you. <laughs> this is amazing. You're a legend. 
Who wouldn't do that? Well, how often do you stop and give thanks to God? How often do you stop and say, God, thank you for my life, that I can breathe, that I can walk around, that I have resources to buy all the food I want and go on holidays and, and do all these things I love to do? How often do you stop and think, oh, my God, thank you, Lord, for this gift of faith you've given me. Thank you that I have love in my life. So put your hand up. <laughs> Who wouldn't do that? You and me. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes we forget, don't we? Here's the point I want to make about gratitude. Without enough gratitude in our lives, it can be very hard to obey God. Because it's gratitude that helps us to realise how good and how faithful God is, how trustworthy God is. It's gratitude that leads us to obedience and then leads us to greatness. If we're not recognising enough how good God is, how faithful God is, it's, it's, we're not really going to be as obedient as we, as we can be. We're not really going to trust God and really pursue God's ways as much as we could. And we see all of that come together in Mary, don't we? We know she was so obedient to the word of the Lord. But what we also know is she, she had a great heart of gratitude. Remember her, her, her magnificent, my soul glorifies the Lord. And she goes on to rattle off why she's so grateful. It was her gratitude that led to obedience. So I want to encourage you, as you receive the Eucharist today, as you pray before the Blessed Sacrament, as you're looking at Jesus, I dare you. I dare you to ask Jesus to make you great. To say, Lord, bring out the greatness in me. Help me to be everything that you've created me to be.